Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're live. <laughs> hello, 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 and welcome to another Scoutcast brought to you by Fantasy Football Scout. As always, you're joined by me, Andy, FPL Mode, and we're also joined by the host for the evening, Rich. How's it going, Rich? Oh, you, you threw me... Oh. Oh, that's thrown him you off. You threw me off. You always go to Seb. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's because I've now got not got the screen. So you're above me on my Zoom call. Oh, so, <laughs> so now you want to speak to me first. first. <laughs> yeah. How's it going, mate? Oh, right? yeah, good. Yeah, pretty good, actually. I had like a late Christmas yesterday. As in oh, literally, literally like a late Christmas. Yeah, because we couldn't do what we wanted to do on Christmas Day. So yeah, it's been oh, a pretty good so weekend. you hung over today then? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Only a little like bit. It. Something that happened in the late afternoon made me want yeah. to continue. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yes, we uh, will. And Seb, for all us normal people that had Christmas at the normal time, how's it going? Yeah, normal Christmas from a normal village. Uh, good, thank, <laughs> good thank you, my friend. I've It's been a little while since we've spoken about fantasy football, I think, so uh, we can make up for that tonight. How are you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not too bad. Although I'm looking at the overall ranks and your two ranks put together equals my rank now what what has happened what has happened so oh, actually does um well i guess we're just a lot better at this game than you my friend <laughs> oh don't, oh, <laughs> don't well. say that off. i know how fickle this game is i was <laughs> yeah, 300k I was a couple of weeks ago literally two weeks yeah. ago <laughs> i mean yeah to be fair is it probably like it's going to be like 20 points literally between all three of us isn't it or something Something like that. It doesn't feel like that long ago that that <laughs> Rich was below me and he was in my DMs going, Andy, I don't think I can play anymore. This is the worst <laughs> season I've ever had. And now obviously he's above me. So it, yeah, it swings around about, isn't it, Rich? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, quite. Con- <laughs> I, I said I'd catch you. <laughs> you did. You did say you catch me. <laughs> I didn't mean it. Oh. And I didn't think it would be this quick. No, this is the this is the least I've enjoyed FPL all year, to be honest. This is the least I've enjoyed it. It's discussed as a rubbish game. Uh, talk <laughs> your eyes are green. Game, See right? you next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bye bye. Uh, no. Anyway, we better talk to you about what we're going to be uh, talking about tonight. So it's a little bit weird. Basically, I've got my my second screen that I normally use is busted at the moment. So Rich, thankfully, has uh, been happy to do the stream for me. So he is hosting it. So I I don't normally have everything in front of me, and I don't today. So it's kind of if if it's not quite right, then I do apologise. But we do have a few things we want to talk about tonight. It's a little bit weird as well, because also we don't actually have a deadline until next Tuesday. So we've got quite a long time until the next deadline. The 30th is the next deadline. So we've got the weekend, which is all FA Cup games. And then we've got the deadline on the Tuesday. So we are actually going to have another scout cast before you have to lock in, which means that this week's kind of a little bit of a filler one. But we like filler because we get to answer lots of your questions as well. 
We're going to be looking at our teams and how we got on so far this week, although there is still a game going on at the moment, which is Brighton Wolves, and two of us have representatives in that game, I believe. Then we're going to be looking at some fixtures. We're going to be looking at over-unders, going to be looking at the community team, and we've also got the Q&A at the end from the community. So if you're in the chat, uh, nice to see you. We've got... Oh, Chip Douglas says Flappy J with a massive heart. Uh, I'm pretty sure people are just going to be there with signs up for you now, Flappy J. Uh, Paul Krashitsa is in the chat. Greg Williams, Alan Goldsmith, uh, Jack Turr, Damien Bruins. Got loads of people in there. Raheem Sparrow, like that. That sounds like a superhero name. Uh, so thank you so much for, for joining us, everybody, tonight. We're probably going to go straight on to our points and we better start with me, Rich. So let's go on to my points so far. So I took a minus four this week. I got rid of Trent, which is looking more and more like it could have been the bad move in hindsight due to certain players not coming back when we want them to be back. Uh, so I took Trent out for Estepinian and obviously Estepinian's playing tonight. And I also did Son to Foden. I wanted Foden for the double game week, so I thought I might as well get him in now. And Estupinian I just wanted because of his fixtures were lovely moving forward. And he's an attacking fullback that really does play almost left wing at times. So I was more than happy to get him in and hopefully he gets me some points tonight. I think I need him to get nine points for me to get a grey arrow. So we'll see whether that happens. <laughs> uh, but I was on, I'm on 54 points minus four. So I'm on 50 at the moment. Uh, I got Ariola in goal with three, Saliba with six, Estupinian with one at the moment, but obviously he's playing. Horror with six, Richarlison with eight. Palmer, who was my captain, got me 20 points, which I was absolutely ecstatic with at the beginning of the week, especially with Saka obviously blanking. So I was very happy with that. Saka got me three, Foden two, Alvarez two, Solanke two, and Watkins one. So to be honest, Palmer did get me out of the, you know, Scheiser a little bit there. Richarlison <laughs> and Porro getting me 14 points. Uh, I was fairly happy with that, although obviously it was against Manchester United. But yeah, I think with the hit... I'm 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 fairly okay with this week. If Estupinian can get me a, a clean sheet and I end up around 150, 140k, I think I'll take it considering the hit. So it could have been an awful lot worse. Seb, if we go on to your team next, my friend, uh, we'll save the best till last this week. But Seb, if we go on to yours, you've had a, a fairly successful week, you'd say. Yeah, just grabbing it up here. So yeah, it's all right, I think. Um, I've got a green arrow, so you can't complain too much. Got a finally got some XG turned into G from a defender. Um, <laughs> a ni nice little, I'd, I'd say bookend to that story, but there's plenty of ups and downs left. But nice little mid, what bookmark? A nice little bookmark halfway through the story of the Gabriel Saliba saga. I feel I feel a little happier about that. But yeah, my team. So uh, Raya with with eight, uh, Trent zero. Obviously Slanky coming for him, so I'll get two more points. But realistically with Brighton playing tonight I probably drop a little from where I am no matter what I'm probably a lot if someone like a stupid hand does a bit uh Pedro Porro six Walker six and Gabriel 17 which is lovely uh Captain Saka with six Richarlison eight Palmer 10 Douglas Louise three uh Alvarez and Watkins two and one respectively and then not much else on the bench Johnston Stanky to come in like I said Trippier and Son so yeah I mean big thing for me Defenders did right, which was nice, um, including the goalkeeper. Finally got some Defenders clean sheets did there. All right. And then, yeah, right, Gab Gabriel, Gabriel did very well, which was <laughs> lovely. Um, could have been better though, couldn't it? An assist for the assist yeah. for, uh, for Saka would have been would have been all right. But yeah, I all mean, the I defenders mind. got attacking returns. I think so. Porra got an assist, didn't he? Yeah, and yeah, Walker. Walker did the same. He just got weird six Gabriel. pointers. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? When you get that assist or a goal, and then they lose a clean sheet, it always feels like oh, there was a. There's a bigger haul there, but take your points. 
Um, and then, yeah, Saka, Captain Saka in a 5-0, got nothing. Nearly got something. If it wasn't an own goal, I think it probably was an own goal, so I won't complain. I don't mind captaining a player in a 5-0 win. Like, it feels like not a terrible shout, a bit unfortunate. But also, it's not like he went and put up, like, silly numbers either. Mm. So I'm I'm happy either way, right? I don't feel too lucky. I don't feel too unlucky. Team's done fine. And uh, frankly, I'm just happy and will live through the next member of our little trio because despite not owning myself, someone did. And I'm just happy that he's uh, he's got points when someone needed him to because I'm a big backer. I know, and I know, Seb, you've mentioned Darwin a lot this year. <laughs> and obviously, the moment he comes in, you don't own him, but somebody that's else the, does. That's the way that goes. Rich, talk us through your points this week, my man, because you are kind of... I mean, you've got the top spot in the Scout League kind of in your sights. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had a week this good. For, I can't remember the last time I had a, a week this good. And to be honest, a lot of it's just been luck and patience, I suppose. Because, I mean, Gabriel and Saliba, I've held them for quite a long time now. Yeah. I mean, I did feel like... Do you, I talk about that John Stones brace a lot, and I was on the wrong end of that. And I kind of feel like this is justice. Like I can let that go to bed now that Gabrielle's done that. Because <laughs> um, I own stones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know you had stones. That's why I, I did yes, feel uh... bad for you, but not as bad. Because I remember you having stones. Um, yeah. And obviously I, I was over the moon for you at the time. But um, yes. Yeah. So, so yeah. So Gabrielle and Saliba obviously did brilliant. I, I went for Estepinian over Walker. That was a very, very late change. Um, let's see what happens tonight. I didn't want to block that third Man City Man City spot. I mean, Richarlison, since we bought him, has just been incredible value, hasn't he? Um, yeah. Palmer with the 10. Um, but, I mean, the main man was Nunes. You know, 22 points. So, 11 points doubled as my, as my captain. There's, I mean, I'm very... I'm over the moon that he scored twice, obviously. But it was only one point more than Palmer because of that yeah. late booking. He basically got a late booking, which cost him two points or captain as, you know, it costs us four but I'm not going to complain. I was 300k two game weeks ago. And now I'm, if best opinion does something tonight, could be, could be in five digits. Yeah. Lovely stuff. I think you deserve that though. I think you're completely right with the Arsenal double defense. You held that for so long. And I saw an awful lot of people complaining about the kind of swing between Gabriel and Saliba, but Seb mentioned it before we came on tonight. Like we've mentioned this for so long about the fact that his XG is always higher in terms of, you know, from set pieces he's always the one they're aiming for and we saw it in that game they really were targeting set pieces and obviously that's kind of come through a lot of people mention about oh you go for him you go for Saliba for the x minutes but Gabriel said he's been absolutely nailed on for what 10 12 13 weeks now oh yeah I mean I think you still give Saliba ever so slightly higher x mins but not enough to make up for price and especially historical xg Gabriel is a bigger threat from set pieces. We've seen Saliba score one or two this season. I know he scored first week when he I got an assist. When I did, first week, he got an assist. Was it an assist? Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, and obviously had some, you know, more solid minutes throughout the season. But I think I'd be pretty comfy. Easy saying after he's gone and got a goal and an assist yeah. and played ninety for eight. You know, thanks for that insight, my friend. Brilliant. Where were you last week? But I think you know a lot of people own him for good reason. And if you were still looking for an Arsenal defender. I think it still makes good sense. I think on that, I think when Andy made his decision, I mean, he has a lot more money than me. Um, and I think going for Saliba, I think it did make sense at, at the time. Yeah, a big reason I had Gabriel and then added Saliba was just because I'm skint. I literally, I could not afford Saliba uh, for, for a few weeks anyway, until I, I can't remember how I ended up with him. Um, and Zinchenko yeah. owners, they've had a decent run 
you know, early earlier on. I think after game week eight, he kept outscoring Gabriel. Yeah, I mean, I like, obviously you could get unlucky and obviously Andy doesn't own Gabriel, so apologies there. But generally, whichever way you went over the course of the season, you've probably grabbed some points from your Arsenal defenders, right? And then, you know, me and Rich have got double in centre-backs or goalkeeper and nice to actually get some of that come in. Because if anything, rather than attacking points, the underperformance feels more like the defence. There's been a lot of tasty fixtures where they've done a Man City and conceded despite dominating. I was, yeah, yeah, I was, I was thinking this. I mean, there's been so many times. I mean, if, if they'd just been consistently getting sixes over the span of time, maybe what you'd expect them to get, maybe this would be the same. If you see what I mean, it wouldn't seem as bad if it had gone six, 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 and you've only got one, one Arsenal yeah. defender. But yeah, getting it in one hit. I also wanted to say, I mean, obviously Watkins to Darwin was very laughed up, you know, a few weeks ago. And I know I ended up buying Watkins back, but Watkins to Darwin has pretty much paid off, paid off now. Um, I mean, I didn't have Solanke either, um, but obviously a couple of blanks for Solanke and you make it back. So, I mean, like you, Andy, if you've had 17 points against you, it's it's harsh, but it's not an end, end of the season thing, is it? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure about it paying off quite yet. How do you mean? Because obviously, because a lot of people did it in that week where Watkins did well and Darwin did nothing for three, those three gorgeous weeks. Yeah, but then Captain Watkins for a blank. Yeah. So, I mean, I I can can make everyone feel better about that. So, you know, (laughs) I mentioned this before (laughs) live, mentioning it now, I'll mention it afterwards as well. And possibly as well next year at a a meet when we all meet in person, I'll still mention it again. uh, Yeah, in that that fabled... I can't even remember who the midfielder was, but a midfielder and uh, and Darwin, I took out for oh, Salah. Of course it was. I took out Salah and Darwin uh, to get in Haaland. And I think it was Douglas Louise when Haaland got injured. And so I missed out on that Salah captaincy hole, the Darwin one now. So if anyone's messed up the Watkins one, I, I'm worse off than you for it. So don't worry about it too much. It's all good. It's it, it's crazy when you consider those, like, obviously there was nothing you could do at the time because you didn't know about that information. So making those decisions is obviously tough. Do you think you're 65K and that's probably one of the biggest things to have happened to you this season was the that switch? It, that does seem crazy, doesn't it? it? It does. I feel like this is one of those really good examples where, like, our memory betrays us because like obviously joking i could mention this forever and i will it's not a joke it's deadly serious Mm -hmm. but yeah sure that cost me an absolute bunch of points like maybe i'd be like 12k or something crazy yeah but at the same time remember that dallow banger like yeah i I had no right there's no skill there right so it wasn't just one incident with dallow (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) but but so like I'm not saying luck evens out because that's one of those tropes I don't think is really true. But we so often remember, you know, oh, I'm so unfortunate because, you know, how long I got injured and oh, what yeah. could I have possibly done? I'm 40 points down. It's like, yeah, but I'm probably like 30 points on another decision. So eh. you either have to like note it all down and sort of work it all out or just roll with it, you know? Yeah, exactly. And again, like every time, like for instance, obviously I've had two weeks now, which haven't been the best, but I just keep thinking there's so much time to go with all these double game weeks and fixtures and things. Like I can, people were complaining in game week one saying their season was over because they still had Gabriel and not Saliba. And you just think there's just so much time to always bring things back. There really, really is. And look at, look at Rich this week. You know, he was 300k two weeks ago and he was bottom of our of our three. And now he could potentially be top after tonight, also, which is, is mental. Also, everyone's talking about if they had Gabriel Saliba game week one. I mean, I had Rico yeah. Lewis, didn't I? So <laughs> did. I held him for about you 10 did. weeks. And did you miss oh, you so... missed out on his goal as well, right? What, Rico Lewis? Yeah. I he's got put... like he's got yeah. one goal and you didn't have it was like the it was sandwiched in a bunch of weeks when you didn't have him or something. I think I just sold him. I mean I only started him once. That was an awful decision. 
holding you've earned, you've earned Pedro twice <laughs> for long periods of time as well. But yeah. I feel, I feel like your squad's doing well despite you being in control, if that makes sense. <laughs> All the bench points I had as well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but isn't isn't that a thing, right? Because we can, you know, we can rise to a good rank either by scoring a silly number of points in one week or just consistency. Both will get you get you there. I feel like the key is not allowing the opposite to ever get you down. So like one really yeah. bad week or a couple of, you know, dodgy weeks, it's all basically recoverable. And it's about sticking in there, not allowing it to affect you and still making reasonable decisions up front. It's how you cling on to something okay. You know, you can define what okay is. Very, very good managers will finish 400K sometimes. But generally you can average inside 50K or something by just being sensible, really. Or Captain yeah, Darwin. Once oh, you go on or or, or yeah. do that, mate, yeah. <laughs> Just don't, just never Captain Saka. Uh, right, let's move on to uh, <laughs> let's move on to some fixtures then. So we've got the transfer algorithm, uh, Mikel's uh, fixtures, so yep. we can have a look at the double game weeks, the blank game weeks, and the other blank game weeks that are potentially coming up. We know that some are dead certs. We know they're one hundred percent going to happen. We know that some are pretty much going to happen, and we know that twenty nine is going to be a pretty big blank game week for a few teams. Now it's just coming up on the screen now. So, well, actually, it's been on the screen for a while for you, but it's just come onto my screen. So we've got game week twenty five is one hundred percent going to be a double game week for Brentford and Man City. We've got Luton and Liverpool, which we are pretty sure will be a double game week in twenty five, and then in twenty six. Luton and Liverpool are going to blank as well as Spurs and Chelsea most likely blanking. Now, Rich, I know you and me spoke about this quite a lot last week on Scoutcast because we were talking all about kind of our plans moving forward and things. Now, the big news that's come out tonight is that Mo Salah's agent has come out and said the injury is worse than we first thought. So 21 to 28 days, they think Mo Salah is going to be out for. Now, a lot of our chat last week was about, do you get Salah back? When do you get Salah back? Obviously, it's based on AFCON. He's come back from AFCON to get treated by the club. Klopp has said, oh, he might go back for the final, but it doesn't look like Egypt are going to make the final anyway. So there's an awful lot of question marks around Salah. If we're basing it on him being out 21, 28 days, he's got double game week in 25. And obviously, you can just very quickly tell us when he would likely be back. He's got a blank in 26. A lot of us are holding money to try and bring him or Harlan back. What's going on? Can you try to, you know, just kind of shed a little bit of light for us? I mean, that quote that came out earlier, it was from his agent, wasn't he? And it said 21 to 28 days. So if you take the 28 yeah. days and take it from today, and again, I don't know where these quotes are from, but let's take it from today. If it was on the higher end, so like the 28 days, he would miss the first, um, first game in the double in 25 mm. before blanking in 26. So... I mean, it's interesting for a lot of reasons, isn't it? Because, I mean, I've got a setup. We talked about it last week. Well, I can probably only have Salah or Haaland. Unless I free hit, I'm not going to be able to have both. So I'm kind of happy about that. But then obviously it's going to be getting the getting the right one. And if you decide to go for Haaland and avoid Salah, you know, one little piece of news could completely flip everything, you know, on, on its head. Yeah. Um, so And then there's all, obviously Jota and Darwin after after yesterday. Um, will Trent be back as well? So while they do have a couple of tougher fixtures, I think it's Chelsea at home, which actually I think is all right. And then it's Arsenal away in the next two. You've got extra options at Liverpool as well that, that we yeah. can look at. I do love the idea of those extra Liverpool, but Seb, we've, surely we've got to have some kind of an eye on 26 in terms of 
there are people out there that own Richarlison, they own Porro, they might own a, a Chelsea player, you never know. Uh, they might own, obviously, already own a Liverpool player. And then if we're getting other Liverpool players in, do you think we need to keep an eye on 26 or do you just think attack 25 with as many players as you can? I guess, and we'll probably close cover this a little closer at this time, but that's free hit conversation, isn't it? So like your your options, maybe maybe with bigger unknowns over Salah, the free hit becomes a little more attractive because if planning is harder than a chip, that means you don't have to plan as well, at least in a positive fashion, uh, can help. So I think that might raise the chance of people playing it. Um, it's all right to start with. But again, I said we can we can examine that most of the time. For me, the other interesting knock-on, like Rich mentioned there, he probably can't afford Salah and Haaland, at least with his current setup, would have to either perform a bit of surgery or choose one of them. If Salah were almost certainly out of one of these fixtures at the very least, it's not just whether you get Salah or not, but it's how do you then construct the rest of your squad going forwards? And are you saying no Salah after? 26 you know if you're committing to say a Haaland mm -hmm. and triple Liverpool or even just double Liverpool there'll be no space for Salah both in terms of picks in your team and money in your team maybe and yeah. they um, sorry to interrupt but just Liverpool also not only after that blank in 26 they've got a game against Man City and then they've only got a 17 percent chance of playing in game week 29 as, as well I was about to say as well oh sorry yeah it, it, so he's quite dis dispensable isn't he if that if that injury timeline's true and it's not just trying to appease the Egyptian fans so if we're under the impression that he won't be back until 25, maybe midway through 25, and then he's got two blanks and a Man City fixture in the next four game weeks after, does that make it more sensible to go for someone like a Jota? Because you're going to be playing him up to 25. He's most likely going to get both games in 25. And then obviously he's got the blank, but he's cheap, a hell of a lot cheaper than Salah. Does that mean that you're kind of a bit more sensible if you're going for someone like that now, Rich? It's interesting with Jota because obviously I was looking at the what what minutes I expect against Bournemouth. And we talked about it again a bit last week. And I thought mm -hmm. Darwin would have good minutes. I thought he'd have better minutes than normal. And my assumption is that Darwin's on penalties, um, yeah. which some people think is McAllister. But we knew that Jota, we were pretty confident Jota wasn't going to be on penalties. And we also talked about, didn't we, his minutes. They're not always incredible. But he actually had 90, I think it was 93 minutes yesterday. So he got much better minutes than I than I thought. Um, I think if you're going to go for him, it's either now before the Chelsea at home game. Otherwise, you can probably wait till after the Arsenal because Arsenal's away as well against you know best yeah. defense in the league. Did he did he switch role as well? So like I I was again as as per wasn't able to watch it live, but was following a bit of the commentary. And was Darwin Darwin right? Jota up front, Diaz left, like nominally. And then at halftime, I swear they switched it around. So I only watched the second half because of my okay. my late Christmas, the, the good bit. Um, but yeah, I did see a heat map where Darwin, I think he went from the left, didn't he, to the centre? Yeah. Well, he would normally yeah. play on the left if he's not up front. But then I guess Jota and Diaz both play left. That's the thing. Like with Hakpo not starting and no Salah, you basically have no one who wants to play on the right. I think Diaz was on the right. Yeah. It was a bit, it was a bit, yeah, there was, there was some switches that happened in the game. I, I mean... Seb, you, you've obviously been singing Darwin's praises all year and you've always wanted him because his XG is up there with with um, Haaland, to be perfectly honest. Obviously, we've yeah. seen that with the stats. Are you tempted? Are you tempted to lose someone like uh, Watkins or Solanke? He's got the double game week coming up in 25. He could be on penalties. Rich has already gone there and look at him this week. You know, he's he's it's the happiest he's been. <laughs> Surely, like, you're, you're, you're tempted to go there, are you? Or is Jota more tempting for you? I mean, I've only got Trent, 
who may not be fit. So, you know, both, I've got two free transfers as well. So both is possible, but then yeah. it comes back to the previous conversation of like going into it and then having to get out of it, inverted commas. Um, I think with my team, I prefer Jota just in terms of, so I didn't go, for, I'm pleased I resisted Foden last week, although very much post-fact, right? Before the match, I was like, oh, I don't like this. Sure. But uh, yeah, I, I rolled that transfer instead of getting Foden. And so say like a Douglas Louise to Jota, um, or oh, I still got Son, right? That would have been Son to Foden, so maybe that's the Jota spot is possible. But again, sorry, a terrible answer, but I think I'll wait till closer to the time. I don't think I will go and grab like both of them now with those two free transfers. I think I will probably wait a little bit. And it depends on squad makeup, really. I was just about to say that it depends on squad because I think there's a few people holding Salah that kind of not not need to do the move, but it kind of makes sense in their squad to do the move, doesn't it, Seb? Where like you're th looking at it and thinking, there's another three weeks yet until I get the game week 25. And it almost feels like maybe you're missing out on points because you've got that long-term vision in your head. And I feel like there's quite a few people that do that. When you get to the double game each, you're thinking, right, I've, I've got to think about long-term. And you can tend to miss out on those short-term points. Is that right? I guess, yeah. I mean, it's a balance, of course, because, mm. you know, points now, points later could equal same number of points overall. So you want to go for the one that you think is going to yield the highest number of points. Obviously, well done. Thanks. A game that's about scoring points. Get get more points. Good insight. <laughs> but yeah, I, th I think, you know, there's a temptation, of course, to bias ourselves to the thing that's happening sooner and worry about later, later. Yeah. Speaking of which, like Man City, if you, at, at my situation, right, to have Walker and, what else do I have? Oh, Alvarez, of course. So like De Bruyne back on the scene, if Salah's not mm. fit, maybe there's some money to spend there. Minutes, we'll see. Foden, a lot of people got him. I still think he's a good shout. I wonder if City is as much a priority as Liverpool in these coming weeks, if you say don't have a number from each club. Well, you've literally made me come on to my next point which is lovely Seb you've done this before so the next thing I wanted to mention was the fact City 100% have a double game week in 25 now I'm seeing an awful lot of um oh, I'm trying to think of the word now when people definitely know what the answer is definitive is it definitivism <laughs> a lot of definitivism uh in the community at the moment where people are saying 100% Yep, KDB's back, got to get KDB. Yep, Darwin's back, got to get... Darwin's going to be electric without Salah. Like, there's a lot of people saying this is definitely, definitely what's going to happen. Now, KDB, I know we spoke a little bit about last week, Rich. So I'm going to go to Seb first, because I know we've spoken about it a little bit already. I'd love to know what you think about KDB, Seb, in terms of he's got the double. If Haaland isn't back, he obviously came back this week and was electric, you know, absolutely brilliant. I think he played 21 minutes or whatever it was. Got a goal and assist, looked absolutely brilliant. I'm assuming he's got to be on our radars, but how hot or cold are you on, on Kevin De Bruyne at the moment? So I historically adore him. Like non-Leeds players, he's probably my favourite current non-Leeds player and in FPL have adored him in the past. Mm -hmm. I think if you got De Bruyne last week, you made a bad decision and it was basically proven because he was benched and got 20 minutes. Him getting in a goal and assist in those 20 minutes is grand. Like you got away with it. And if that, you know, if your call was he'll come off the bench and score, fair enough. You didn't make a bad decision. You made a great call. But realistically, you gambled and he didn't start and he got very few minutes. And I feel like that is almost more important for our decision making than him getting in a goal and assist, which we know he can do that. He's a world-class midfielder. I don't think you're getting 90s out of him every week. Maybe you are. Maybe City now need him. But if you need a player in that double, an expensive 
player in that double, would we be confident that he's getting 180 or you know, 170, 160 minutes in those two matches? Which is really what you're going to want there. If Salah, if Haaland aren't available, we're probably looking for captaincy. If you own De Bruyne, you'd be very, very tempted. But you'd want confidence in those minutes, I think. The only reason maybe that's offset a bit, if he keeps fit until then, obviously he'll be in a better flow. And also, I don't think anyone, you know, Foden, even Alvarez, especially with players back fit, I don't think anyone could turn around, okay, cool, you know, De Bruyne isn't going to get 90 every week, but who is in that midfield and attack? Like, who can we be super confident in? The main difference there, I guess, is price and the fact that you put a lot more into De Bruyne than you do those other players. Yeah. So, Rich, if I kind of passed it over to you then, based on the information we've said about Man City and the information we've said about Liverpool... If you said in your head, right, I'm going to sell Salah. I've, I've kept Salah. I'm going to sell him now. Don't expect him to play both games at 25. Don't want him after that for the next four game weeks. So I'm going to sell him. Who would you be prioritizing? If you didn't have any of the assets, if you were just starting from a blank slate, who would you be selling Salah for? Would it be for a Man City or Liverpool player or would it be for someone else? I'm assuming it would be Man City or Liverpool, but you never know. Yeah, I mean, personally, for my own team, I'm, I'm probably looking at Eze, um, which mm. I'm sure you'll both be pleased to know. Um, I, I think if yeah. I was starting from scratch, I'd still rather go from Foden over De Bruyne. I think the minutes, mm. I mean, maybe there'd be an argument that Foden's minutes won't be as good, but I, I, you know, I do think that he will still play. You know, he's had Pep's been very complimentary about him and about his maturity as well, which possibly hints to why, you know, he got dropped randomly in the past. So yeah. I'd still be a bit more confident in Foden than De Bruyne. And, you know, if we're looking ahead, because the good thing about Man City assets over over Liverpool is they're 100% guaranteed the double in 25. Yeah. It's not just a 70% chance, it's 100%. And also in 26, if you're not using any chips, they definitely have a game as well. So, yeah, yeah I think I'd still be prioritising Foden. We need, I and mean, there's a lot of players we need news on because if we get news on Haaland, like Alvarez is linked to him so closely, not just because of game time and playing up top, but the pens as well. Um yeah. And we've had De Bruyne say in the past he doesn't like taking penalties. I'm pretty sure I'm not making that up as as well. And I mean, he's not that, that a huge goal ring, scorer. That does ring a bell. And like he, yeah. when he had them a couple of seasons ago, he did miss. He missed a few. I, I want to say a couple. I, maybe he missed one, but that does ring a bell. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll probably have a little dig dig on that because I'm pretty sure he said he doesn't particularly like taking them or, or something along I mean, the lines. It'll be of Alvarez that. when he's on the pitch and Haaland's not fit, right? Yeah. We've seen he has done that in the past whether De Bruyne's been fit or not. You'd imagine so. And then if you wait till near the time, as in if you didn't go for one of these now, maybe you could look, you know, and you're a bit skint like me, maybe you could start looking at players like Doku um, just yeah. for, you know, a one-week punt who's much, much cheaper. I mean, I would promote the defence as well. If you don't have yep. defender, I think Walker... And minutes for City is always a risk. But look at Walker's run of 90s. I think he might have played 90 in every match so far this season. And if he hasn't, it's because he didn't start at all. Which he, no, you're is right. Helpful. He has. Awesome. The only the only thing that put me off was some tabloid speculation on him, and he's, he still started. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember before you got your Gabriel and Darwin halls when the when it was about Walker. Yeah, those yeah. those six points feel like a long time ago. <laughs> um, yeah, I for anyone who's he's you know obviously interested in that, I think uh, Rich was put off making the Walker move because of uh, because of news. I paid no attention to the real world as per usual. Didn't see news. Got Walker was very happy. Yeah. So but you had it, a go it, about it the, the De Bruyne. The De Bruyne owners making a bad decision. But if you've been reading Heat exactly. magazine or the Sun oh, or mate. Mirror, whatever, mate, mate, I'm trying to I'm trying to deflect from my own bad decisions, right? You know, point everyone else so they can't point at me. <laughs> <laughs> so Seb, I'm going to ask you the same question then. If yeah. you were to prioritise selling Salah for an asset, yeah. which asset would do you think you would be prioritising? If you if you had 
no assets in midfield. Like say if you were wildcard, whatever it is, who would be your priority getting in? So I, I've got I've got someone I don't have Salah, but it's a very similar. So the move I will make will be a very similar one, I think. I don't think enough has changed from when we last had this conversation. For me, probably not to pursue Eze. Thought he was very, very good against Arsenal. There is a bit more information out there. You know, De Bruyne has played, did do well. Salah obviously potentially injured. Haaland still out, Trent out. So there is new information. It's not exactly the same. But for me personally, I think at least with one transfer, I may well also be going Eze for this period, maybe still rolling the other, so that I can then answer that question a bit more later, whether it's City, Liverpool into that period. And I do have walk-on Alvarez. So for me, it would be, say, if Haaland were declared fit and De Bruyne looked like starting, then I'm a bit more worried about Alvarez. I've only got Walker, so then I'm probably looking at City Asset at that point. And does that enable yeah. Haaland for you as well? Because that's part of my my thinking. We're doing Son to... Yeah, so Son to Eze would mean like Alvarez up to Haaland, for example. Yeah. That would have been the... You know, there are two transfers for that reason. That would be a very... E a very easy move for me. Something we're going to have really tricky, and I don't want to go on too much of a tangent, is looking which one to sell. Because I know, Andy, you mentioned looking at people might look at selling Watkins or Solanke. Yep. But then I was looking at like game week 20, what are we in now? 22, aren't we? Are we going into 22? God, I oh, should know this. Yeah, we are. This yeah. is game so, week 21 yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. So I think game week 23 is quite interesting for captain um, because it may well be, it's the reverse of a couple of weeks ago when um, Villa have got Sheffield United again. Yeah. And I, th I think hit, basically Solanke and Watkins could actually be captain options in that game week in 23. So yeah. I know people are going to want to be looking at selling Watkins and Solanke, potentially anyway, to look at players yeah. like, like Darwin. But I mean, we need to have a captain option each week as well. Because mm -hmm. in, in that week, it's Arsenal-Liverpool. So that's a lot of players, isn't it? A lot of people have got triple, triple Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. Probably yeah. still have a couple, a couple of pool as well. And that's in 23, you said. That's 23, yeah. So the start start of February. You've got Arsenal-Liverpool. I mean, St Man City are away to Brentford. So I guess you could look at a Foden or someone. But yeah, so you just... could potentially wait for Liverpool players for 24. Yeah, potentially. Potentially. It's just it's just who to sell from the strikers. And there's going to be this, if we don't get a clear Haaland update, what's Alvarez's value? We don't, we don't know. So it could be I an mean... argument in waiting for Haaland as well. I do think no. if you're carrying a transfer, you're probably looking to spend one each week at the moment and keep rolling the second rather than spending both. At least that's that's what yeah. I'm feeling with my own team and, and my situation. Yeah. And lastly, before we move off of uh, the transfer algorithm, before we move off of the double game week uh, kind of <laughs> matrix we're seeing here, uh, Rich, there's another team that doubles in 25. Well, actually, there's two. There's Luton, but we won't talk about Luton too much apart from um, from Doughty. But there's Brentford as well. Obviously, the return of the hero. I did mention that I thought that narrative was slightly weird, but there you go. <laughs> the Undertaker's um, theme he, music. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but game week 25, he's got two fixtures. He obviously scored uh, using the dark arts, as people were saying, because he moved the ball a little bit. But uh, obviously he scored with his return. He's historically been a very, very good FPL asset. He's got a double game week. He doesn't blank in game week 26 or in game week 29. If you're looking to move off Watkins, Solanke, Alvarez, whatever it is, is he an option? I mean, he's an option for sure. But then the problem comes down to, I guess, what we were just talking about, where it's hard to sell Watkins and Solanke right now. Alvarez yeah. has immense value until Haaland's back and then he might even have value beyond that we're talking about Darwin as well who's there, who's then got the double um, although would then blank in 26 so I, I think it's quite tricky to get him I mean yeah I'd love to have him but there are some bad fixtures there so I think you can justify not it's not like if they have an incredible run 
Plus, the the window's open as well. So while it looks like he's going to stay, who knows what's going to happen in the next week or so. So for yeah. me, I don't think it's worth the risk when transfers are so precious and there's so many other good strikers. Seb, you got the same kind of thoughts or...? I really, I don't think you ever said his name. I really wanted you to end that with like Matthias Jensen. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I miss, I miss Brian Mbume. Obviously, he won't be on penalties while Tony is available. So uh, he's a much less attractive option than he was. Although maybe he will be when he's back fit. He's injured at the moment. I think Rich put it nicely. I think as an FPL asset, he has massive promise. But the spot he fills in the squad, unlike Mbume, who was a midfielder, is maybe harder to move around at the moment. And those fixtures, as you said afterwards, just aren't that great. So it's not like you could just grab him and go, cool, I'm sorted, I'll hold. You may be looking to to fumble him around again in the future. Yeah. But I guess if you do like him, the one thing, like he's been off for you know misbehaving, which is not great, but he wasn't off injured. So yeah, he has come back fit. You know, hopefully yeah. injured players come back fit too, right? He's been out for a long time, but he hasn't been out injured. So he has been able to keep himself in shape and whatnot. So maybe we see him go on a crazy run while he's he's trying to prove something or or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. We almost went into a little bit of ex-narrative there, Seb. Oh, yeah? See you oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess I did. I guess I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Rich, if you could bring up the com team for us. So oh. com team. Okay. Oh. I went to over yeah. and under. Nothing, nothing bad. Oh, that's all right. That's all nothing right. Bad. Fine, I didn't put fine. your holiday photos uh, on there or anything. No, they're on there, ready to go though, aren't they? I've got uh, them in so... a different folder. <laughs> yeah, bet you do. Uh, so we've got the com team uh, up on the screen now uh, as well. Uh, the community team are on fifty-five. They took a hit at the moment, but they've got at the moment. They took a hit this week, but they do have gross playing at the moment as well. Uh, and they're going to be getting Gahey's one pointer off the bench. They sold Salah for Saka and then Captain Saka, and they sold Son for Gross for a minus four as well. Uh, they're on a small red at the moment, and I know they were below all of us last week, so they must still be below us, which is not too bad. But Rich, I mean, they were breathing on the back of your neck not that long ago, so you must be happy that you've got a little bit of breathing space now. I mean, they were ahead of me. I think they were they were quite a bit ahead were of me they? for a couple oh, of weeks. Fair enough. So yeah, that's what motivated me though, so I'd like to to thank them oh you'd like to thank them i mean they, they've got to have their uses at some point haven't they so uh seb obviously you, the team's good no the team is good there is no way at all that they can possibly catch you seb so you must be very very happy well they'll have to start making better <laughs> captaincy choices to start with won't they exactly exactly um, i mean captain saka bring in bring in gross that those actually sounds like they sound like things i could have done so i can't really yeah. complain there too much <laughs> <laughs> oh Saka gross uh, right let's uh, <laughs> move on to some over or unders now then so you can do it now Rich okay it's go. on it's on yes can you remember man. who's on there oh I've got it up on my screen nice. <laughs> I've got it up on my phone uh, so we got some over or unders now we will do over and unders I'm wondering whether we do it again next week I'm not sure we'll see but we've got KDB up first so I've predicted him only 12.5 points because I am a little bit worried about X minutes as well Burnley at home, Brentford away, Everton at home. The fixtures are pretty good. So it's all about those minutes, really. So 12.5, Seb, what do you think, over or under? I think you've gone low. I mean, even with reduced minutes, those are decent fixtures for a good player. I think he gets over 12.5. Yeah, Rich? Yeah, I think it's hard to argue against it. Um, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go over. I mean, he is obviously incredible on, on bonus points. Even after 20 minutes. Even even with 20 minutes. I mean, that was a bit of an outlier, wasn't it? That's what's drawn 
everyone's well i mean attention was drawn to him anyway wasn't it but that's gonna that's gonna definitely help um <laughs> yeah I, I would never i'd never project him to get less than 12 and a half but okay i mean he's still he's still quite expensive compared to what we have and there is still that minutes risk so mm. i think yeah. i'm gonna go less there i think he's gonna get le- I, I just oh, wow. think he's gonna be i think the only reason he goes under is injury i think yeah and yeah yeah i mean which uh, is fair if you're predicting him to pick up or he starts one or none of those three that would work too. Uh, yep. <laughs> Ivan Tony is next. I predict him 10.5. He's got Spurs away, Man City at home, and then Wolves away. I would say those are comfortably the worst fixtures out of the six I picked. What do we think, Rich? 10.5 for him. I think I've got to go over purely because... I've been harsh this week, apparently. I think you have. I think the breaks yeah. made you... Yeah, I, I think over. It's just one penalty, isn't it? Like penalty, nine-pointer. <laughs> If you want a bit of narrative and story, he did well against Man City that time, which you'll never let us forget. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, he's going to get minimum six, isn't he? Absolute minimum he's going to get six. So yeah. it's an attacking so he... return. Seb, what do you think? Is he going to get an attacking return against those three? I mean, I, again, I, I agree with Rich's logic. I don't think he's a particularly fantastic pick over that period, but 10.5 is low enough that a penalty and he probably clears it. Fair enough. Well, we got Jota next then. So obviously he's absolutely cleaned up. He's he's gone past his projection for three weeks in one week last week where he got 17. I projected him 13.5 points. He's got Chelsea at home, Arsenal away, Burnley at home. Uh Seb, what do you think, my man? 13.5. I think I think this is this is a better sorry to be judging your like your ability. Oh no, it's fine. You're normally fine. so good, mate. So we're just we're just we're not angry, we're just disappointed. <laughs> um I, I think 13.5 is a bit better because you know Chelsea, I don't really know if they're tough or not. I mean, I guess that fixture's in white, not red now. Arsenal's tough, and then Burnley is all right. Minutes maybe. So even with Salah out, there are still kind of four players for three spots, give or take, assuming they play the 4-3-3. I think he gets good enough minutes. And it feels like to go with the X narrative again, if they were to score against Arsenal, even if Arsenal win. Jota feels like the player that often does that. I swear I remember Jota headers against, you know, teams like Arsenal, Man City. He feels like a player who can clutch that up. So I think he could clear 13.5. I will go just under, because let's say he's benched for one of those. And if it's Burnley, I think he's in trouble. So I will go just under, but I could well be wrong there. Yeah. Rich? I think we talked about it last week. Uh, I think it was Jota who scored a brace off the bench against Arsenal. A yeah, couple, of, this, couple yeah. of seasons ago. Um, I'm actually really confident in Jota's minutes now, um, based on yeah. that game, based on the cup game the other day. I think Jota and Darwin, it just feels to me, how can you not, not start them? So I'm just going to assume they're going to start every game. Whether or not Jota gets a few early subs, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously with that, with Salah out, and he played 93 minutes the other day. So I'm going to go over again. I'm feeling very generous today. I, I, do, I think I think I do, it's a good I do agree with you that I do think Jota, I don't see how he can't play games because they need goal scorers. Like obviously they lost Salah for a bit. They need to have players on the pitch that are actually going to score goals. I think Jota and Darwin are the only two that can really score goals consistently in that team. I don't think Diaz is the Flip massive that. goal scorer. Darwin can score goals. Yeah, I know. I don't think I don't think Diaz is the goal scorer. Gakpo isn't the goal scorer either. I think they're the only two really. So yeah. I, I'd be very surprised if he doesn't play moving forward, especially while Salah's out. I mean, and this has been without under, Trent as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, all, I'm already. I will stick with my under, but I feel like I said it for variation. But I, I will stick <laughs> with it. But yeah, 
Can you think as well? It was windy. They did well to win when it was windy. They haven't won before when it's been windy. So fair play to them. Uh, Watkins is up next. 12.5. <laughs> that was one of Klopp's excuses, wasn't it? He didn't win the game because it was too windy. Uh, so Watkins ah, okay. is up next. 12.5 points. Newcastle at home. Sheffield United away. Man United at home. What do you think, Rich? Over or under? I think I'm going over again. I mean, it's two home games. We know Villa are better at home. Um, I know he's not scored many recently, but you just see two home games. Sheffield United. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to go over there. Yeah, Seb. Yeah, I think I think over. I think yeah. uh, even even with it not being the best fixtures you could hope for, although decent enough minutes involvement, I think there's enough room to get to 0.5 there. Yeah, uh, Saka is up next. Obviously, I know there's a lot of people in the community that that captained him. I think. In the content creators leave league, seventy eight percent of people captained him. I think no, it you was. Don't it was listen, absolutely you don't listen ridiculous. to content creators, mate. Oh, I know. I put up a poll saying who's going to be happier. Is it going to be Seb, me, or Rich for who we captain this week? And obviously, pretty much everybody voted for Seb, and hardly anybody voted for Rich. I'm always bottom of these polls. Turned on its head. You are. You are. <laughs> Every time. Oh, just like a dead stripper. Yeah. Uh, but you are <laughs> always bottom of the polls. Uh, but what do you think, Seb? Thirteen point five. Not as far as. I think Nottingham you should Forest. stop going to those clubs, my friend. Is what yeah. I think. <laughs> Nottingham Forest away, Liverpool at home, West Ham away. Uh, what do you think? Thirteen point five. Uh, 13.5 Sandwich Dotter is interesting and not dissimilar fixtures in terms of, you know, maybe the what you'd project score-wise there. I feel like under, but maybe I'm just coloured by by the, the recent result. Yeah. Mm, I want to I want to <laughs> I want I want, I want to copy Rich. Um yeah. I'll go I'll I'll go under. I'll go under so that when I have him and probably captain him again, I've protected myself there, you know, narratively from that. Fair enough. You are all about the narratives tonight. Uh, Rich, what do you think? Just yeah. Chuck, yeah, just chucking in some narratives. Sorry, I'm still laughing at yeah. what you just said, Andy, as well. Um, <laughs> I know. Oh. Every now and again, I'm like, do I say it? I'm like, oh, I'll just say it. <laughs> might, yeah, might take this video down now. Um, anyway, yeah. um, I, I think Saka's over. And I, I did think to myself before the Arsenal game the other day, I thought if Saka blanks, he's going to become a very popular sell. Mm. And if Saka hauled... I think he'd be in the captaincy discussion this week. I mean, if really? if, he, if all he'd done is what Palmer had done and scored a penalty. Yeah, yeah. You know, the whole narrative on him. I'm still very high on him, but I've had him, you know, every game week. I mean, this season. 5-0 Arsenal is great. Like, captaining a player or having owning a player, you know, an attacking player in a team that win 5-0, it feels like you got half of the way to, like, the correct prediction. Mm -hmm. I do think it's worth noting that his own numbers weren't all that special by any means. And mm. if he had got the assist for Gabriel, he wouldn't have added much XA for that. So at the same time, you'd want more involvement. But I think, you know, if you think they're going to go and do four or five against Forest again, if I told you that now, you know, Arsenal are going to beat Forest 4-0, you'd probably oh, you fancy yeah. owning Saka, even captaining yeah. him, right? No, 100%. And you're getting 90 minutes. You're getting the penalties. I think it's about 0.7 XGI um, on average. Yeah. Um, which is which is really really good still. Um, I know his numbers. I mean his numbers weren't that incredible last year. Whether they were pretty much in line with Odegaard and I think his XGI is a bit okay. lower than 0.7. Yeah, him and Martinelli. I think he's like 0.5. Maybe I've made yeah. that one up. Yeah, I'm sure I got it somewhere that was 0.7. He's all right if I remember. So we, I mean, we had this a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? He he's always a bit lower than I expect. Mm. I think he's like 0.5ish, maybe 0.6 at best. I mean, he talked about being double and triple teamed by opposing defenders what is that andy um, in the 
Oh, sorry. No, we're talking about Sakana. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> we we've moved on, on Seb. We've moved on. <laughs> I don't know if that's anything new. Um, I think that was happening a bit last season as well. But um, yeah, I don't see him as a problem at all. Um, and I, yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked if it's over. Can't double team him on a penalty, can you? So if they earn a penalty and he does indeed take it, you have your points. That's the thing. He's yeah. giving his penalty or was giving the penalties away as well. Um, I mean, he's probably going to have to be given one. You know, even if he wasn't on penalties, you'll probably have his teammates giving him one just because. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to the last one then. Uh, Van Dyke is up last. So uh, 10.5 I've given him. Uh, Chelsea at home, Arsenal away, Burnley at home. I've got a feeling he's going to start sneaking into teams when we get close to the double game week, especially with the injuries that we have at Liverpool at the moment anyway. Uh, Rich, what do you think? Van Dyke, 10.5, over or under? I'm, I'm doing the clean sweep here, aren't I? Yeah, two home games. Yeah. I think that's e- easy over, um, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, so over for them all. Uh, yeah. Seb? It's basically one clean sheet, isn't it? Ooh, nice. Okay. No, uh, I like yeah. it. And he's got decent uh, enough attacking threat. Yeah. Very good. Often, yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, so thank you very much for doing the overs and unders for us, boys. And again, thank you so much to Farrell who does these graphics for us. He is an absolute legend. Uh, right. Let's have a bit of a Q&A to finish off then. And we might even be able to get back to watching uh, Estupinian playing centre-back, apparently, and not attacking at all. So Ooh, uh, if you've got that. any questions, if you've got any questions, chat, we've got... We peaked about 500 people at the moment. So if you've uh, if you've got any questions, feel free to chuck them in and we'll try and answer as many as possible in the next kind of five minutes. Remember, we are going to be back again next week. So before a deadline, so we've got no deadline this weekend. The next deadline's on Tuesday. So you will get to see us three again. We apologize uh, next Monday before the next deadline. Uh, so Andrew Griffiths, why the love for Saka? Uh, two goals since game week nine. Rich, you've obviously kind of said, nope, I, I, I love him. Why aren't you getting rid of him? Two goals since game week nine. I mean, the Sib covered a lot of it. You know, he's playing in a, in a great team. He's nailed on. He's he's on penalties. Like, I genuinely don't see a problem with him. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm just happy to hold him and forget about him. I mean, yeah, he is more expensive. I mean, I'm always actually quite shocked um, how much he's gone up in value. Like, people have, have been buying him. And I assume yeah. they've been buying him, you know, for the, for the same reason as well. Um, yeah, I, and I don't think there's that many better alternatives. Like, yeah, you could look at someone like Jota, but you're you're not getting the guaranteed minutes. Put it that way, you're not getting the minutes you're getting from from Saka. So, get, I just see him as an done. easy, easy, boring hold. And we, you know, we get, get this Douglas a lot. Louise. Say it again, sorry. You could get Douglas Louise. I mean, you could get Douglas Louise, and he's cheaper. You can have um, both, man. <laughs> Garnacho, a team of penalty takers. <laughs> Let's look at, I mean, we looked at his fixtures, didn't we? They're, they're not bad. I mean, they're not incredible. But I mean, yeah, Forest and Liverpool, yeah, that's tough. But then West Ham, Burnley, Newcastle, Sheffield United, Brentford. They're, they're really, really good fixtures. And we talked about this, you know, when Trippier... I mean, let's go back a few weeks when or months, rather, when Trippier, you know, was getting one-pointers every week. The fixtures were good. People got him in. You got like 50-odd points in about, what, four or five weeks. Sometimes you just got to hold them and be patient. I mean, look at look at Darwin this this week. Look at the Arsenal defender. Well, Gabriel. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, just the, the two things I just add to that as well is I think you kind of touched on it there, but a lack of other options. If we had, if we had had a fit KDB, if we had Salah fit, if we had Bruno Fernandes and Rashford firing, whatever, Son wasn't also you know off doing international duty. Sure, maybe then you'd think, oh, there are better options in my team than Saka. But you actually have to quite 
try quite hard to find someone better than Saka at the moment. So then it just comes down to, well, how good or bad is he? I think, yeah, I would have liked more from him, not just this week, but in previous weeks, I, I would like him to be doing better. But he's not doing badly either. And I feel like we always fall into this trap where like, if someone isn't quite performing as well as we think, well, that's it, they're dead to us. He's still doing all right. And he still has a decent enough potential going forward. So the, the thing for me that would really make me consider losing him is alternatives. I'd need someone to move him onto and not an Eze. It would have to be like a Salah, wouldn't it? You, you'd have to have, it gets the double. And yeah, if, if selling Salah, sorry, if, if selling Saka or even selling someone like Watkins, if that enables you to have, yeah, the two premiums, who may not even be fit by then. Yeah, I could see an argument then. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, the only players I'd, I'd prefer having in midfield at the moment are like Richarlison and Palmer, but both of them blank shortly. And I don't necessarily think Palmer's better. Um, and I mean, like a Richarlison-Palmer, um, who else do people want at the moment? Like Foden, Jota, Saka, five midfield is entirely reasonable. I assume I've missed someone, but even just take four of those. Oh, that That's a fine midfield at the moment. You don't have to sacrifice Saka. Mm, I wouldn't say uh, here's an interesting question if you didn't own him would you buy him because that's maybe a different way of framing it I don't think I would be at the moment I just I feel like that double game week would be where I'd be targeting those players so I feel like Jota Foden would be higher up my list than Saka I feel like Saka's got some nice fixtures later on like Rich has just said but I, I just don't think I could prioritize Saka over say like a Jota Foden thing is though Saka you know he's going to be playing every single game and you know he's gonna he's got penalties as well, or you know, majority of penalties maybe. So I but I don't think I'd prioritize him over those those two mids. I think that's fair. He's got what, fourteen attacking returns in twenty one games. And he actually missed a game as well, so fourteen in twenty. Mm. And that's with giving away a few penalties as well. I'm I'm assuming he's in team of the season, uh, which he is. Mm. Yeah, I think just expectations higher than he is delivering. I, I think rightly though. I, I don't think he's been doing as well as he, sh he, he. For instance, he isn't doing as well as he was doing last year. And um, I was talking to, I think it was Rich, maybe on Scoutcast last week, saying that I find him really hard to captain. I, I genuinely like. But, obviously, I I captain Palmer over him this week because Palmer just seems to absolutely boss games when he's playing them. Whereas Saka, that you can go 70, 80 minutes and barely hear his name. Obviously, but, the assist was from a corner. And I just, I, I find it really hard to captain him. I don't have a lot of confidence. I know we all did last year and he obviously hauled, but that was his only haul you know, all year. His biggest so I, don't, I don't know. Palmer's obviously more central, like literally geographically mm. in that team. So yeah, I haven't looked at this, but it may well get more touches. But it's yeah. it's not number of touches you care about. It's where those touches are, of course. And, and I think ano well. another thing, yeah, absolutely. And I think another thing that maybe doesn't help this is last year. I was saying a minute ago, right? He's like 0.5-ish, 0.6 XGI per 90. I'm pretty sure he was exactly the same last year. I remember us having that conversation where like him, Erdegaard and Martinelli were basically almost exactly the same XGI. Yeah. So it was like minutes and then if penalties moved around and if Saka lost penalties, which you know he's lost a little bit of them, we thought maybe he dropped off. And if say Erdegaard earned them, then he'd become a clear pick based on last season's you know numbers and, and prices, of course. Saka still probably is top of that list for penalties. So I don't think you can do that. But the big difference is that Saka was, and Martinelli too, was overperforming a lot more last year. So putting up the same underlying numbers, but getting more points for it. Whereas this season, I don't know if he's over or under, maybe he's slightly under, but he's got basically the same base level of performance, but we aren't seeing as many points for it. So yeah, naturally, of course, we feel like he's doing worse because for us in FPL he is. 
But in terms of, I think, the more predictive measure, which is those underlying numbers, he basically isn't any different. Maybe he's slightly worse, maybe he's slightly better. So I think, you know, when we say our expectations are higher than what he's delivering, I think that's because last year we were just used to him delivering more than he deserved. There was, um, so I think it was the World, World Cup. So what was that? That was Christmas, wasn't it? The World Cup was over, over December. And I remember Saka after that World Cup, and I know you went, I think you went Foden, Seb, and we talked about that a lot, didn't we? Foden, yeah. Foden or Saka. Yeah, I went Foden instead of, instead of yeah. Saka because he had leads, yeah. But Saka's ownership, I remember it being like 10 to 20%. Um, yeah, I and, know, yeah. And yeah. he was scoring like regularly. So I don't Odegaard know. did very well then as well, didn't he? Yeah, I think Odegaard was more popular and Almiron was talk of the town at that time as well. But yeah. this, so this did happen a little bit last season where he went a bit quiet. He wasn't very fashionable. Um, you know, he wasn't a very popular pick. But then he absolutely, you know, exploded towards the end of the season. Mm. So I don't know. I, I, I think are you thinking of selling changed. then? I, no, I'm not. No. I, I'm I'm going to hold him because he's like I said, he's a 90 minute man. He's on pens. He's on a, a can be an attacking team. But I do think something's changed this year with him a little bit. I, I genuinely do, and their goals are so spread out as well. I just I do think it is a little bit different to last year, personally. Yeah. And like I said, if if I had a, a wild card now. He would be one of those players. I'm like, do I pick him? Do I not pick him? If I had to free up a bit of funds, I feel like he'd be somebody that I'd downgrade. And that could be wrong or right. And it could be the next couple of weeks he has three penalties and all of a sudden no one's ever talking about it. But I do feel like there is something a little bit different happening this year with them. But I think I feel like we've, we've spoken about Saka for quite a while there. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, think, I think we're doing get... quick fire questions really well this week. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, if I, I want to try and get two more questions in because I've seen two more I want to go for. Attaboy says, what are your first thoughts on chip strategy? So, Seb, if we go to you, just run us through what you're currently thinking you're going to do for your trip. Chip I will strategy. give you my very honest answer. I haven't thought about it enough to tell you, so I won't guess and possibly ruin your plans. Yeah. Uh, Rich, I know we both mentioned chip strategies a bit last week. Uh, just talk us through what yours is roughly at the moment. Yeah, I mean, there's still obviously there's cup games in the week, so I guess we'll have a clearer picture at the end of the week. I mean, I'm pretty set in my mind. I'm not going to free hit in 25. I'm going to triple captain or possibly bench boost. But obviously that depends on on all kinds of injury news. You know, there's a, there's some key injuries we need to know about, which are basically Salah and Haaland. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and yeah, beyond that, I, I genuinely d don't know. Hmm. Just It's just um, waiting, isn't it? It's just waiting at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather I mean, use like free hit in a double, if I'm, if I'm honest. Yeah, that's, I'm exactly yeah. the same. And I also... I'm looking at 25 and thinking, God, if Haaland and Salah aren't back, would I use my triple captain on another player? I don't, because obviously I was looking at 25 and thinking, yeah, triple captain, that's going to be good there. I'm looking at it and thinking, I'm not sure I will, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to be using wildcard in game week 30 or 31. I mean, so dead end into 29 and then wildcard after that. We'll see what, what, happens. what would be fascinating is if Salah and Haaland are out for that double. Yeah, I know. And, and yeah, yeah, and then do we look at like a triple captain on Trent or Darwin or I think, De Bruyne? I think you've got to still use that triple captain because I'm not sure when you're going to use it later on. I think it would be Solanke. Feel, feel yeah. like I've got to go Darwin just to reclaim him as my yeah. <laughs> there's, there's been people Take saying because captain. I think Bournemouth are due to have a really good double, so th that would be the plan B for the for the triple yeah. captain. But I mean, imagine Solanke got injured, and then you're like, I'm going to have to triple captain Kiefer Moore or Billing or you know. <laughs> On, going, on, on paper you know good good player team that have done much better recently with good fixtures would yeah. make a lot of sense but nuts to put a triple captain on a player in you know in the even just the price category of Solanke right that just feels that that feels like we shouldn't do it but of course that you know how we feel about it means nothing but crazy yeah, exactly uh right last question from Michael Scott I love this question 
If there was a content creator version of the traitors, oh, I can imagine Greyhead organizing that. Which content creators would make the best traitors? Oh, what do you think? What, go on, Seb. You look like you're eager to answer this one. Go so for it. He probably wouldn't count himself as a content creator, but my man creates content. Andy Martin would destroy that game. <laughs> no, he everyone wouldn't. would just vote him out. So no, he it'd, be, it'd be the worst. I, I, think he would. <laughs> I think he would. What, you think people wouldn't vote him? I don't know. It just feels like it. anything like that feels built for him, right? Because these are you, you, it's not like you don't know him, right? You meet these people for the first time, so we've got all this, you know, we know Andy, oh, from, you know, from being Andy, you met Andy for the first time, especially he gets made a traitor. I think he, I think he eats in that game, <laughs> eats porridge, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, that isn't Rich being mean, he eats porridge on the on yeah. Twitter, right? Just in case anybody yeah. doesn't, doesn't, is on Twitter, <laughs> it's about um, 80% of his personality. He loves porridge, yeah, <laughs> it's porridge. Uh, Rich, what do you think? Who would be the best traitor? Oh, do you know what? I really don't know. I, I no. know who wouldn't. I don't think Harry would be very good. I think he he comes oh, across as too Harry. honest. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. He'd be like he'd, be, he'd walk in and go, "I'm a traitor, guys." <laughs> yeah, I reckon As As would do a good job. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. You... He's a bit sneaky, isn't he? He's a bit sneaky. I agree. <laughs> See, that's yeah. that's the that's the thing, though. I feel like I mean, I said Andy, but like, I, I you know people who you think would be good faithful, good traitor, or whatever, often aren't because everyone goes you know those early round tables everyone just goes with random emotion yeah, yeah. and they basically basically if they like people or not so like you go like oh you'd be a traitor because you're sneaky whatever blah, blah, blah. So we just get voted out immediately then if, if you if you act like a traitor people think you're a traitor it doesn't matter if you are or not the ones that do well <laughs> from the first series was it i want to say was it Amanda, Will. Andrea, something like that. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah, the one that I think she described herself as like a glamma. She was amazing. Yeah. Like, the amount of times people were like, oh, I just love you. I could never. And she sat there being like, yeah, me too. And then it cuts to the B roll and she's just laughing. That's, yeah, that's the traitor that wins. I mean, I know I've said Andy, so I've probably contradict myself now, but that, those are the people that do well. I mean, a few people have said it in the chat and it's someone that I would have said. I think Praz would be quite good. I think Praz would be really unassuming and everybody would be like, I really like this guy and he's like secretly... I think know, he'd be too him. good. I reckon he'd work it out quite quickly. Well, the other one I was going to mention was imagine Ben Krellin doing Traitors. Like he'd already have... You're not allowed laptops three though. Weeks. You can yeah. do a spreadsheet. <laughs> See, <laughs> spreadsheet of... Yeah, exactly. Think, who voted for who? I think I think Ben might get banished quite early. Got 28% chance of being be... a traitor. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I think that'd be good. But yeah, apart from that, I do think Az would be quite good as well, man. I do think he'd be uh, he'd be he'd be quite good on there. I think he's I think applied I'd be for it as well. For what it's worth. The only thing I will say is, if anybody does apply for the traitors, which you can, the it it um it's in May, so they actually uh, record it in May, so you would miss double game week thirty seven. I think it is. So if you do it, be warned, you're going to be lower down. But that's why Az is getting his chips out the way, isn't it? Yes, yeah, that's what it is. He knew what he's doing, wasn't he? He knows what he's doing. Um, right. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, people in the chat, we had over 500 people join us at one point. So thank you so much. Uh, Rich, thanks so much for joining us, time, my friend. It has been weird. I have gone to you first each time because you're on top of me in the Zoom call, which has felt weird. But thanks so much for joining us. No, no, thanks for having me. And we'll be back again next week. And we'll still be, we'll have to go through the Darwin captain again and all of that, won't we? God, no, we won't. And no, we just won't. for one final we'll do... time. We'll, we'll do bus teams next week, by the way. I should have said that. So oh, yeah. we haven't looked at bus teams tonight, but we will be looking at them next week. Uh, and Seb, thanks so much for joining us again. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I have. Sonaldo. I think Sonaldo would be really good. 
Yeah. That's good. I've, I've been thinking about this. This is very important to me now. Um, yeah, I have. Yeah, it's been a little while. I felt a bit rusty, but hopefully warm up, warm up for next week. Um, yeah. yeah, thank you so much for, for letting me back in. Rich is top now. That's fine, but I'll, I will accept my new place below. Yeah, yeah. good man. Right. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. We will see you again next week. Remember, the deadline is not this weekend. It's next Tuesday, so you get another one of us before the deadline. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.